Trainer. Yo, yo, this is Justin, Justin B. Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. It's a Zach Sang Show. We got Heather, we got Dan, and we have Troy Savon here. Yeah. All right, looking like a silver fox. Oh, oh yeah? <laughs> I love it. Good, thank you. I was like grayer before. Now this is like kind of blonde, um, but... Yeah, I'm into it too. What, what, <laughs> what happens in life where you're like, okay, it's time for a hair change? Um, a couple of things. I think I was really worried about my hair, like just frying. Like, you know, I'd heard so many bad stories. Well, from so, dyeing it over and over? Yeah, yeah. So I had asked a lot of people, a lot of, you know, uh, just like I got a lot of opinions basically about like what it would do to my hair. And then most of the people who were like in hair care that answered the question, they were like, if you do it right, it's like fine. And so then I was like, okay, cool. I'm doing it. I really want to do it. And then, um, yeah, I also just feel like I needed like a a bit of a change. Like it was, the album was like almost done and I was like just getting into the zone and like wanted to start doing like photo shoots and, and we were, I was like heavily planning the music video and just stuff was like going on and and I was kind of ready for that but I did it a little prematurely (laughs) it happened like a couple of months before um we ever like shot the music video or anything like that but the music was done when you did your hair yeah no I I knew I knew like that it was it was all like kind of a thing to me that I wanted to like be blonde with with the music I don't know why no it's a life change I think hair is like so personal to a human being Mm -hmm. and when you make a major hair change it kind of signifies sometimes a change in your life and I think with that comes a brand new album a brand new body of work right it's nice now because I can look at like old photos of myself and it kind of feels like a different person you know what I mean like there's a very sort of clear like um trajectory I guess now that you can kind of trace back you can tell the story yeah yeah. Just from scrolling on Instagram. Yeah, and then I can be like, oh, that was probably when I was like just about to do that or whatever, you know, just based off the shade of my hair. My, my, my. Mm-hmm. That is a single. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's it's phenomenal. Thank you. It's great. How, how you feeling? <laughs> I'm feeling really good. This is like one of the best days of my life. I'm just so like... I've also had a lot of coffee, but I'm like really, <laughs> really stoked. I'm so happy. It's probably the caffeine. What, what yeah. were you doing last night? Why coffee? Nothing, no, nothing at all. I was asleep by like 11, but um, I don't know. I've just been really looking forward to this and and I'm trying to kind of like keep my head about me and slow it down and just, this is like the most proud I've ever been of anything. So I just really want to like enjoy this moment now. You know, this is like the fun part, getting to share it with everyone. Why is that? Why is My 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 in this record, you know, different than Blue Neighborhood? I think... Um, I've said this before, but I think had I had the like necessary like skill set and know-how, I think I would have made this album last time, and I didn't like know how to. So I think that just with everything that I sort of have learned over the last two years, um, and the kind of like self-confidence that I've managed to find, and just all of that stuff, I think I sort of like learned a little bit more how to do my job, and. Um, how to just like apply myself better to to all of the stuff and i know that's like sounds like a school answer or something but (laughs) it's like i just i've kind of figured it out a little bit more and it was the first time that i felt like i had had a vision in my head of something and then like actually managed to execute it because it's like two very very different things which i didn't realize was like you know when i first got signed i was like yes i know exactly what i want to like sound like and everything and then i got into the studio and just had no idea how to like make that happen so if I go back and like listen to demos from when I was writing my first album they're like 
all over the place trying to I was just you know I was yeah. like figuring myself out figuring out who I like to work with figuring out how I like to work and um and I just have it a little bit more figured out now and so I'm just really stoked that I feel like I got um like what I was trying to get okay you're growing and learning right it's like it's the evolution process yeah I guess so yeah w- where did you grow the most between the first album and this album I think it's a, it's obviously a little bit of everything. I think that the the most important one though is sort of like um just like sort of getting over isn't there that thing that's like imposter syndrome or whatever where you feel like you're like not supposed to be <laughs> where you are kind of thing. Yeah. I sort of get that sometimes and I think that um having to sort of find the the confidence to be like okay that idea that I think will be really really cool but I'm like kind of embarrassed to suggest or kind of like nervous to do or you know like will I be able to pull it off or whatever I think that this entire process I've forced myself to kind of like just throw that away and and kind of like go for it you know and I think that it um I can see it at least you know when I'm like I'm excited for you guys to see the music video but when I kind of like watch the video or whatever I'm like I never thought that I would be able to sort of um find that self-confidence and and i think that that was probably the most important thing it's really special because that confidence only comes over time and it comes through trial and error and Mm -hmm. knowledge it's everything wrapped up into one that and it it comes from like looking like not being scared to look like an idiot sometimes you know what i mean or sound like an idiot you know in the studio when you suggest something that's like kind of weird or you just kind of have to you kind of have to put a bit more faith in yourself and and in your ideas and sometimes it'll work and sometimes it'll not and and it comes from working with people that you feel safe around yeah like totally. i know you work with leland is yeah. he on this new album did he do my 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 he did he cool. did he's on like almost every song um he's my best friend as well and so that made the whole process a lot more like special i think for us um yeah i don't know we just had like the best time we went to sweden together and wrote my my, my and um we went and spent a week in Malibu in an Airbnb riding in Malibu. We just like life made it a holiday basically. So you go into the studio for my, 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 do you come with a story? Do you come with lyrics to him? How does that start? That morning I, we were in Sweden and I'm so inspired in Sweden. I love Sweden so much. Um, and I went to this like sandwich and coffee shop called Joe and the juice, I think. Okay. And, um, there was this song playing and I quickly shazammed it just cause like, the temp, something about like the tempo and the groove. By the way, I can't remember what the song was called, <laughs> but um, something about the tempo and like the the yeah the groove of it. I was just like, I can imagine like I could hardly hear it because it was on the quiet speakers, but I could just sort of like hear the the rhythm of it. And I was like, something about that rhythm feels like something that I would, you know, like what is the poppiest end of kind of like my sound sound like? That kind of feels like it. And so I shazammed it and I took it into the studio and and the producer like heard it and kind of you do this thing where you tap to find out what the tempo is and we started from there and um it just kind of like took the session to a place where i had never really written before because normally we start with chords and then i always sort of end up writing these like kind of like melancholy sad <laughs> songs and um it just wasn't how i was feeling so we went in and we got this like kind of upbeat thing going on that just made me want to dance and um and it ended up informing the entire song. And I think it sort of really like the fact that I wanted to dance with it just from like hearing the kick drum at yeah. that tempo, I think ended up shaping the entire like song. In my, 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 it's not a sad song. I think it's no. a very honest song, mm-hmm. right? I, from my perspective, it sounds like you're singing to somebody mm-hmm. and it's somebody who won't accept or is oblivious to the fact that you guys are totally in love. 
It was sort of about that. It was about like, um, yeah, it was just like a kind of like, when are we going to give this up, like this little charade up and yeah. just like let go, you know? And so I think that the chorus was, the verses were supposed to be like, you know, it's like, let's stop running from us. Let's stop running from love and everything and, and just kind of stop denying what we are. And let's just like go for it. And then the chorus is supposed to be that kind of like, I just wanted it to feel like this huge like release. Yeah. And um, and I think that melody of, you know, in the beginning of the chorus, um, it's just kind of like it helps open everything up. The song does actually, it's funny you mentioned a big release because when we heard it for the first time, I was like, the song sounds much like bigger mm -hmm. than a lot of things you've done. So you're doing that, you did that on purpose to kind of match the lyrics? Totally, yeah, yeah. I think... Um, you know, for me, like in my personal life, I just feel like over the last sort of two years, it's all just been about um, kind of just like having a good time and, and relaxing into myself and into my life. And I think, you know, like when I made the first album, I was undergoing such huge changes in my life and just like kind of growing so much. And I don't know, not even like necessarily stuff related to music, just like normal teenager stuff you know like leaving home and just growing up and coming out to everyone and everything i just kind of been through not in a bad way but i just been through a lot and i was going through a lot of changes and um i think that sort of reflected in the music that like kind of cautiousness and like timidness mm -hmm. and now i feel um a lot less of that and i just feel a lot more comfortable and so i wanted to i wanted this album to feel like happier and just like freer and, and um, the word that kept like coming to mind and, and has kept coming to mind is like I just wanted I feel really liberated and, and I wanted that to come across in, in the album Is My 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 based on your reality? Um sort of yeah 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 <laughs> Somebody who just no, couldn't was, accept the fact that you no, guys No no it was just that um, it was kind of like bad timing um, Okay when when we met and then I was just like okay we need to stop like pretending that this isn't a thing because I think it is got it yeah. is is it healthy to live for someone's every move in a relationship um, I think so yeah I mean like it. yeah it's fine it's good <laughs> is, I, I, I don't know you run yeah. the risk of losing self identity no 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 yeah fair enough I think um, maybe don't like take it as literally as that you know I think it's just um Maybe in that particular moment, you're living for the person's every move. I have zero idea when it comes to any sort of relationship. So, okay. uh, you know, I Fair take enough. I take lyrics literally. Fine, yeah, yeah. You know? I understand. In the song, did I hear this right? You, did you say I got my name on his treasure? Not his treasure, on this treasure. And <laughs> other people have thought that that was that as well. Um, it's not, no, not his treasure. Like, this is mine. No. Stamp your name on it. Mm -mm, mm -mm. So... What is the what is the lyric? <laughs> on this treasure, this which treasure. is just like the relationship, the love you guys share. A little bit less specific, yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all the same idea, I guess. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. This album and your songs. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> are they incredibly personal because you work with your best friend? Like, there's a bond you share with Leland. Like, there's I, I I'm assuming I don't know, but I would mm. think that there's not many filters between what you end up saying, and you know you don't really hide anything from each other. No, no. Yeah, there's like, um, I can't think of like a single secret that I have with him. And so um, that definitely helps a lot. Um, and also, I mean, now we've just been writing together for so long that like you can be completely honest with each other. Yeah. And also you hardly have to like say anything. Like I can 
sing something and I can always tell when he's like not that into it or and vice versa, you know, just from like the way that we respond to each other. So that makes things a lot easier as well. You're not sort of dealing with that like awkward social element. It's like it's your best friend, you know? Dude, but those bonds are special. Like mm-hmm. you look at like Elton and Bernie, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of great people who wrote songs together. Yeah. You know, and made music that are that'll last forever together because of that bond. Yeah. It's cool. No, it's definitely like a push and pull. It sort of feels like two halves of the same brain a little bit. This album, is every song reflective of you or are you writing about other people? No, they're all reflective of me, yeah. Do you keep like a journal? Do you keep notes on yourself? Do you experience and then come up with lyrics? I, um, throughout the gap between album one and album two, I wrote a lot of notes in my phone, but um, that's pretty much it. I really, really wish that I kept a journal. I kept a journal when I was like 15 and I did it for like three months and I still so vividly remember those three months. Well, I think I remember them. Maybe it's just because I've gone back and read the journal a bunch of times. But like, I wish that I had that. And I don't know why I always say I wish because it's not too late. Like I should start today, but um, I just never want to forget this time and everything. And, um, but it's kind of time consuming and, and tough. To Dude, it's a lot of work. Up. I did it when I was 15. I, I heard that you, if you do something for 27 days, it, like you build a habit. Sticks. And so I did it. I promised myself that I would do it for 27 days and I ended up doing it for like 60 something. Um, but, but then I... Didn't I, stick. Yeah. No. And then I think I like <laughs> went traveling or something and just forgot about it. So do you feel and then take a note on your feeling? Do you detail an experience? Yeah. Or like... Um, Weirdly enough, like most often it'll just be a single word, even if I don't even know what necessarily what the word means yet. Like if I'm driving and I see like a, a sign that has a, a cool word on it, I'll write it down. Cool. Yeah. Why did you take time between Blue Neighborhood and then My My My? Like you could have just kept the momentum going and put out new music right away. Like why did you need to take the time to do whatever I think, you did? Um, I like really wanted to take a break. I think I just sort of uh, just wanted to spend some time like, kind of gathering myself and mm-hmm. and building a little bit more of like a regular life for myself um and then as well i just wasn't like ready musically yet you know i think i i took a good while off and then by the time i got into the studio this album actually came together really quickly i think i mean i guess it's been almost a year now since i started writing it but for me it's felt like like bang 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 we're just sort of like these songs were just kind of like coming and there was no rush as well. Like I, I could have taken a lot longer. My like team was super supportive of me just taking as long as I needed. But, um, I was really excited by the time I got into the studio, I had so many ideas and I was like, so ready to go that it just was like, bang, bang, bang. Did you lose yourself after the first album cycle a little bit? Because you don't just release an album. Like you promote an album, you mm-hmm. tour an album. It's not, you know what I mean? Like it's long, it's hard. It's And you kind of escape from reality a little bit or you're mm-hmm. taken out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I sort of, um, I just needed to do a little bit of like reevaluating. You know, it's like such a surreal experience and such an overwhelming one to like, you know, release an album and and have like so many of these moments where like, you know, if I had done like one of those experiences, I would have remembered it for the rest of my life, you know, but to have like all of these crazy, amazing, but crazy experiences happen so quickly, I felt like I was like on the come down from some like crazy <laughs> drug or something, you know, it was like just really, I, I needed a second to like regroup. Dude, and they mush together and then you can't really, yeah. like you can't appreciate each one for what it's actually worth. Yeah. And or then I just to. like, I value very very highly my like relationships in my life with my family and my friends and stuff 
and so um i wanted to kind of like nurture those a little bit more and um i was like getting sick because i was kind of exhausted and yeah. so i just needed a bit of a break and i took it and it was good any collaborations on this album i don't no <laughs> um, up in the air so there might be some feelers out or you have songs that could fit somebody there's there's like one song that i could potentially um get someone on and i just haven't i haven't done it yet well let's I, let's talk it out you come here and you put things out into the universe and they tend to happen alessia cara troy savon that oh yeah that happened come on um no i don't want to say yet because i don't know i'm still not sure if i actually want it or not okay but, um w- why wouldn't you want it why are you on the fence just because I think uh, I'm just, you know, first things first, like f- there's a million people that I would love to collaborate with. Yeah. But um, I just think like song is the most important thing. And, and I'm not I haven't decided yet if the song like uh, wants it or not. Would you ever work with a rapper? Um, Kevin Abstract would be really cool. Um, Who's that? He's in that group Brockhampton. Oh, OK. Yeah, he's yeah. a legend. I, I really, really like him a lot. And um I'm just so happy for all those guys. They're doing amazing. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that would be cool. And then who else? Um, I mean, I was a huge Azalea Banks fan. Um, <laughs> that all just kind of like <laughs> went south a little bit. But. I would love to see the two of you together promoting a record, performing the record. It's just one of those annoying things you. where it's like I, you just want to support so bad and it just doesn't work out like that but well she just will do something else and you're like oh no <laughs> then she'll put out a song and you're like fire so yeah but you can't you can't engage and then 48 hours later she gets it wrong again yeah yeah are you ever nervous about getting it wrong i mean you seem like i feel like there is some pressure on social media to at least be out there and to be open right mm-hmm. and when there's pressure to be out there and open you run a risk of like Totally. Having a moment. Being out there and open. Yeah, I'm I'm sure I'll have a moment at some point. You know, I think everyone everyone does. I think that the important thing is like how you react and respond to yeah. to that moment and just being able to recognize that like no one's perfect including yourself and and be willing to learn and apologize and and grow from those experiences. The internet shaped you. I mean, shaped all of us in this room and but sh- shaped you as an artist and as a person. Mm-hmm. When you started on YouTube, to today, mm-hmm. it's a really different place, dude. Very, yeah. Like, I mean, I remember those days. You remember posting content during those days. Mm-hmm. It was just a different attitude. It was a different vibe. It was a different want and a different motivation behind why people were creating. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the internet now? I mean, it's like, it, it's just a reflection, I think, of like society. Like, there's good and bad, you know? And um, I, there's certain parts of youtube that i have not even like delved into um by choice and then there's other parts that i'm like really really into i i'm obsessed with the makeup community on youtube i like watch a lot of makeup videos Um, patrick star yeah that's like a a pleasant environment you know (laughs) but then there's a lot of then there's a lot of crazy people on there yeah logan paul (laughs) i mean he takes like as somebody who had online fame really early you see that and like and you've been able to take online fame and turn it into a career that will last forever I, you, so. I mean, would you do you have any advice for him? I mean, what would you say like if he was sitting in front of you? I don't know. I mean, I don't think I am in like the place necessarily to give advice to anyone. Not um, advice, but I think I don't know. I mean, I just think you know, with with an audience comes like great responsibility, and 
um, it's something that needs to be handled very, very delicately. I also think, though, it's not, it's not, um, you know, he didn't subscribe to himself however many millions of times. Like, there's people yeah. out there who are supporting him. And so I think those people also have to kind of hold themselves accountable and ask, like, ooh, should I be, should I be doing this, you know? But do you so, think somebody like him can come back from a mistake like that? Like, everyone um, makes mistakes, but that's a pretty big F up. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Would you ever go back to YouTube full-time, like, uploading content daily? I don't think so. Um, I just sort of, like... I think a big thing for me has always just been my like audience is super, super, super smart and always knows when something is like genuine and when mm -hmm. it's not. And like the, the honest truth is that I just kind of stopped enjoying making YouTube videos. And so I think if I was to start up again, um, they would be like, why are you doing that? Yeah. You know, cause they would just be able to kind of see through it. But, mm -hmm. but I think like, uh, I think, as a fan, right, the purpose behind your YouTube videos, right, was to share and to express yourself mm -hmm. and to build a relationship. And now you have a full-time vehicle of music. So mm -hmm. you're doing the same thing, just in a different form. Well, yeah, and, and I think it just grew, you know yeah. what I mean? It, it, like, changed. I think, I mean, personally, if I was, like, a fan of me, I would be much more excited by My 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 than I would have been by, like, a daily vlog, yes. you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I'm hoping that the audience sort of just, like, is is growing with it and is interested in it and um i think if i was still doing the same thing maybe they they would have pieced out a little while ago boy erased that is a movie you're gonna be in yeah cool you are an actor <laughs> you are i mean dude x-men baby <laughs> that was a really long time ago i interviewed you for x-men no 10 years ago we did a phone interview and you were in australia or New Zealand. Or Are Australia. you serious? Australia, yeah. Swear to God. I remember because the phone cut out midway through the interview, and I had to run from my bedroom mm -hmm. all the way down to my parents' office to recall you. I remember it so vividly. That movie came out, yeah, like... Ten years ago. Ten years ago. Something like that. That is so crazy. It's I got. I don't know where the audio is, but I will try to find it. Please do. That'll be so crazy. It's my parents reminded me of it because like the phone line cut out and I was really nervous. And my parents had to help me like get reconnected. Who were you like interviewing me for? I, I used to have a radio show back then. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was just like a random thing. That's so weird because I feel like we're both kids and we're like oh ten years ago. <laughs> it's been a while. That's nuts. It's been a decade. Is that crazy to you to think yeah. that you've been doing it for this long? That's really crazy. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I I still feel like 17 or 18. I don't feel like I'm... I mean, I'm only 22, but... Um, you don't feel like you've been aged by working in this business? Your uh, face hasn't. You look great. <laughs> Thank you. So, you're such a pretty person. Thank you very much. So are you. Um, oh, is he, you. though? <laughs> He's being nice. Um, so... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've been, like, singing since I was, like, seven years old or something like that. I think the thing that, like, keeps me going is that I'm just having so much fun. So it doesn't, it's never felt like a job and, um, I'm, yeah, I'm just having a really good time. So maybe that's why I don't feel like I'm, like, jaded or anything. None of the drama or the business? Not really. No, I, I that's another thing as well is that I think that, um, I mean, like, a quarter of the battle is being able to like do the work and put in the work and then the rest is like surrounding yourself with the right people um and i got very 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 lucky with with the people that um you know sort of like hopped on board so that's been i think it's like it's a team the most man. important thing yeah. yeah surrounding yourself with the right people mm -hmm. you are the company you keep exactly 
acting, yeah. how does that reflect in your music and your music style? Because being an actor, you have to kind of be empathetic, right? You're putting yourself into somebody else's situation and yeah. somebody else's shoes. I think it's like, I think part of one of the reasons why a lot of singers can act and why a lot of actors can sing is I, I don't think that all that different in the end of the day you know it's like yeah. about kind of like replacing yourself in a situation that you're not currently in you know if, if I have to unless like right there and then I'm going through something and I and I write it down which I kind of don't do I, I almost always write you know like in hindsight um, you've got to kind of like re-access those emotions and that's the same thing as as acting like in the movie um, when I was filming the movie the thing that like helped me number one the most was putting on headphones like before a take and listening to a song because it kind of like you know puts you in a certain place that, really yeah so it's kind of the same thing to me what song were you listening to oh i had this playlist um that was just like these super super sad songs like there's a song you can't swear on this show but you, you can yeah it's fine it's called bloody um, <laughs> that sounds angry yeah but it's so it's like a gorgeous song and I was listening to that song a lot that's oh, the name so that's bloody is that written what is that about yeah. it's Martha Wainwright and it's it's this really beautiful song I guess about a guy that she really hates apparently it's yeah. beautiful wow okay. it just like sonically it's so good and her oh. voice is beautiful and I need to look that up now but that, but that makes sense right hearing a song can bring out an emotion in you and really yeah. prepare you for a scene exactly yeah it sort of takes you out of like the world and puts you because movie sets are like the least romantic place in the world you know there's like a million people they're all looking at you looking at you and like grunting and lifting things (laughs) and like it's just like also in the cast because so the movie is about um a gay conversion therapy camp and i'm my character is one of the boys in the in the camp and so I was surrounded by like a bunch of other people who were all super, super nice and super friendly and everything. And we were just kind of like having a good time. And so sometimes though, you need to remind yourself to like, you're like, oh wait, you know, I, I need to sort of like snap out of this fun movie time that I'm having and like get, get into the, zone. the scene. Yeah. Well, the, the heavy topic, yeah. Nicole Kidman and Russell Crowe are in it. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. Yeah. How do you feel the LGBT community is accepted now compared to when you started? It's changed a lot. Hey, it's like a, um, yeah, things are, well, I mean, it's kind of like a bit of both, you know, we're obviously in, in a fairly like dark time in general. Um, but I think I, maybe I just followed like the right people online and stuff, but to me it feels like there's been a huge social change, um, for the good. In Australia, you can now get married. Yeah. As of like literally like Days yesterday, ago, yeah. it was like the the first couple marriages happened. So, can you see the impact that you've had on that? No, because um, <laughs> no. I mean, you're very vocal about it. No, I, I try to be, and and I try to sort of like affect as much change as I possibly can. But um, but no, I wouldn't necessarily like attribute myself to to that change. I don't think. Well, I think you helped. Oh, definitely helped. Yeah, and I think speaking up so. at all helps. You know what I mean? But I also think that like maybe. Your tweets are great and your social awareness is awesome, but your music also helped. Your music videos set a tone in culture that made this, I mean, it, it, not just right, but normal. Do you know what I mean? Like right. beyond words, I mean, your art reflected what society mm. is and what love is. And that will go down forever. Oh, good. Thank Seriously. you. I think, you know, all I'm like, I, I think a while ago I realized you can't be like, you can't be everything for everyone all the time. You know, if you try, I think it, it, you kind of like end up 
speaking on issues that you're not supposed that you have kind of no place on speaking on and stuff and so i just thought to myself what can i personally do that would have helped me you know um when i sort of like needed it and that was sort of like the first that's always kind of a good guideline from where i should like at least start and then you can build upon that um afterwards but yeah that's normally where i start which by the way like you living your true self and being an artist Mm -hmm. did that right like you know just you being you and living who you are helped other people i think so i hope so yeah i mean like when i go to my shows um that crowd it's sort of like this like inspiration fest like i feel like the inspiration that I get from them and that they get from each other and that hopefully I'm giving to them. It's just like everyone's just kind of like um, letting each other do whatever they want. And it's like the most um, like beautiful environment to, to be in. I feel so safe at my shows. Like it's just, it's a really, really like lovely space. I think it's also interesting because like when I was growing up, I didn't know any gay people and I like knew that I was gay, but even, so I came out at 15 even once I was out and had such an easy coming out until I was 18 where you can then go out and go clubbing where are you supposed to meet Mm -hmm. gay people or LGBT people so I didn't know so I like ended up going online and stuff like that but um, it's exciting for me to see a environment that's not like um, at all there's like no pressure to drink or you know it's not like going to a club where you're supposed to kind of like go a little crazy Um, you can just kind of come to the show and have a good time and potentially like meet some like-minded people who are around your age, you know, without having to like get a fake ID and mm-hmm. go clubbing before you're supposed or to. Or being in a situation that you don't necessarily want to be in. Yeah, or feel comfortable yeah. in or like mm-hmm. even want to. A lot of people don't like going out. Have you ever thought about writing a song and doing a song that was based on somebody else's story, not just yours? Because you, you talk about often all the stories that are shared with you mm-hmm. from fans. I mean, really, I mean, beautiful stories. I've done that before. I, the song that ended up actually getting me signed, I I wrote um, about the Fault in Our Stars that yeah. book. Um, so I've like written about films before or books that I've read, um, but never about like that kind of experience before. No. Well, was it? I want to yeah. ask about the single artwork because on the first EP, mm-hmm. your eyes were covered, <laughs> yeah. and wild your eyes were covered. Uh-huh. The neighborhood, your full face, and now it's just your eyes, and the only thing not covered. Yeah, do that for a reason. I mean, that's like pretty much it. I just think that you know, I think that like this the storyline is kind of like telling a little bit of what this album is going to be about, which is um, just more of like a kind of like reveal and and I think um, yeah, kind of like a sense of of carefree and um, just letting people in a little more. Was, well, was that planned from the beginning, or did that just kind of work out? Like back when you put the first EP out, where you're like, my eyes are covered, let's run with this, and then. No, well, I knew when I did the first EP and, and covered my face, it was mostly because, and this is still kind of the, the case a little bit, it feels weird to, like, slap my face on, on the front of stuff just because, like, it doesn't feel, like, necessarily... Um, I don't know, I just never want people to think that I think that, like, that's what it's about, you know, like, mm-hmm. the way that... Um, I don't know, Just I, I just don't want people to, like, get the wrong idea, I guess. I want people to really focus on the music. But now it's, like, becoming more and more um, I feel that the music is like really lining up with just like who I am as a person and so I really feel like I'm like like letting people in this time and and I, I'm hoping that at the end of the album the same way that I felt 
at the end of the first album, I'm hoping that people are going to feel like I I get you now and I understand like where you're at in your life and and I relate to that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How cool. do you define pop music? Um, that's a good question. I mean, it used to be what like like popular music, but now there's pop music that's not popular that's really good. I don't know. Maybe it's like um it's about like the structure, I guess. Maybe yeah. you know, it's kind of just like simple in structure, like verse, pre-chorus, chorus. You know, like that kind of um, structure. But you know, you look at like people like Charlie XEX, who are just completely making pop music that breaks the mold completely, and and it's still pop, and it's like it's like better than ever. So I don't really know. It's it's a very loose genre, like which I think is a great thing about it. And I think like it's on our part, right, on our side of radio to keep it loose because it is. I mean, pop music is supposed to reflect culture, right? Mm-hmm. It's culture mm-hmm. at that moment. And yeah. culture doesn't have an equation. There's mm-hmm. no definition on what culture is right now. Right. So, it, you know, I mean, I think we've put this weird box around what we think is pop music and what mm-hmm. we've decided to define pop music as, which is, like you said, like, I mean, we go through EDM crazes, and then we yep. go through acoustic crazes, and then we go to uh, hip hop. Yeah, it's in it, right now. Like we just came out of the whole like mumble rap phase. Mm-hmm. It, it's all, it's all different. Totally, yeah, it's exciting. Well, it is. Back in December, you tweeted, "I planned everything." Oh, what yeah. is everything? Um, a lot of it's been like revealed over the last couple of weeks, but um, there's still so much going on that I can't say yet. But um. It's it's just everything, and it's <laughs> super exciting. I mean, it was just like you know, album and and the fact that we were releasing the first single within like the first ten days of the year, and um, the music video was done, and um, I did a Valentino campaign. Oh, I saw that, and that came, that was coming out, and um, yeah, just kind of like that's the fun part for me, you know, coming from like just like being a social media geek, I. I get a real kick out of like planning the whole kind of like announce and and all that stuff. I have so much fun with that stuff. Um, so yeah, I just sort of like really dug into that. What is your favorite part of the process from start to finish, like of making and releasing any piece of music? Probably the like the making of, or you know what it is actually is like probably me like three days ago where I am sitting on the finished product, so it's like fully realized. Uh-huh. I hopefully feel really good about it and like it's perfect and that excitement of like oh my god I can't wait for people to to hear this and then I guess the next like really big milestone moment is um doing it at a show where you you know feel that for the first time you feel that like um reciprocation yeah it's a connection yeah do you have a first performance of my 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 booked I do but I can't tell you wow. what it is. Of course Can not. we guess? I think it's going to be a late night show. Is it, I don't know. Is Jimmy Kimmel or Fowl? <laughs> is it the Grammys? <gasps> no. Oh, my God. That would be cool. <laughs> you want to go to the Grammys one day? You want to perform there? Yeah. Yeah, totally. That would... Um, when I think about it, I only really have, like, a couple of, um, like, tangible dreams that I can sort of tick off a list, and that's that's one of them. Performing at the Grammys? Or winning, being nominated, I think, oh, okay. was always like the. I mean, I would love to win, but um, but no, and a Grammy nomination would be. It's, but it's like also one of those things that I'm hoping will happen by the time I'm like seventy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to. I'm <laughs> you, not trying to like rush anything. Why are the Grammys the, so important to you? I think it's just like a um, 
you know, historically they've just been like a really accurate re- representation of of um, of music that like not only sort of like penetrates culture, but um, but I think music that just like a lot of people who know a lot about music agree is good. And I think that that's all that like anyone really ever wants is just like recognition from people that they admire. Yeah. So I would I would be really that would that's like the dream. You ever think about where you would keep it if you won your Grammy? No, no, I've never thought about that. I mean, I to be honest, I don't really like let myself think about um, about that kind of st- well, just like in general. Like, I don't really think about the Grammys because um, I don't know. It's just like it seems like such a far off dream and always has kind of thing. But um, yeah, so you don't want to like you don't want to egg yourself on too much and get yourself excited or anything like that. So, what motivates you? Um, to be honest, like the process, it's just like, I, I really, really love what I do and I love, um, I love making stuff. And I, I also just love like pushing myself. It's so, it's so interesting to me how, um, just how you can make one thing the next day and then make such like something that is so much better the next day that you surprise yourself. You're like, Oh my God, I didn't even know that I could do that. You know, like there's a couple of moments on the album where I, I, was just really like happy with you know I'm like this is the best thing that I've ever done kind of thing and and so to be able to then hopefully do that again in two years is like so exciting to me like I'm excited to see what um what it looks like and after you know getting inspiration from new music and meeting new people and having new experiences and everything like that like what am I going to want to make in a couple of years? See, that mindset keeps it fresh so you can do it for the next like 30, 40, 50, 60 years. Totally yeah no, that, that's cool. what makes it fun for me. Are you still dating that same guy? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> very, very specific, Dan. So, oh, I've just read I mean, a lot I about Jacob. Guys, oh, yeah. Oh. I last saw you guys like a long time ago. Yeah. I think it was before that. You're laying roots down in LA. Sort of, yeah. You get a yeah. house? I Yeah. How are we making it feel like home? What are we doing? Just um, like starting to get furniture and stuff like that. But um, That helps. Yeah, and like a car and just Ooh. like starting to kind of, um, yeah, I mean, even just having an actual place to like unpack my suitcase was like such a relief. It was it was really, really, really nice. What kind of car do we want? I don't know. Um, like basically whatever I can get my hands on, just something safe and with like a good sound system. What do we think? Like, what, I'm trying to like put a car to you and I, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, like... I want to say like a white Range Rover or something, or like an Evoque, you know? That feels like a little... Is that too fancy? No, it feels a little like like guzzly and masculine to me. Okay. Like <laughs> I, I was going to say Mini Cooper, but you know. That's like cuter. How about a Prius? I'm into... Honestly, yeah, into it. I'm like down, down with whatever. Literally, I think the thing... Um, when I'm... Like my car checklist is just good sound and safety. That's... You can get a lot of things. You can ride around in a Corolla. Yeah. I have a Toyota Corolla that I'm looking to get rid of if you're down. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll send it your way. <laughs> no, that, that would not fit him. That <laughs> way, you, no, you wouldn't look, look in that. My Toyota Corolla him? Sport no. with the sport rims? <laughs> it's sick, man. It's 2015. Okay. You it's know? funny, though. You did say you feel so young, but now you're in a relationship. You have a house. You're getting furniture. You have a car. You <laughs> seem like an adult to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, in a lot of ways, I guess I do feel pretty, like, grown up, but... um. I don't know, like, when I go back to Australia and hang out with my friends, it feels like we could be, like, 13 again, you know, in school holidays or whatever, just, like, nothing's really 
changed in the end of the day. You know, my family is like still the same and um, my friends are still the same people pretty much, except for like a couple of new ones over here. Um, is it the new friends that you kind of got to worry about? No, no, I think I um, have like a pretty good gauge on when someone's like the real deal or not right. as, as far as friends go. Like, um, I think in general, the culture in Australia is like a little different with friends in that I most of my Australian friends have friends that they've been friends with since they were like really, really young. And maybe because we don't go off to college or whatever, like... You're always together. Yeah, like most people kind of stay in their city and go to the university in their city. I think that probably like changes things a little bit. Um, a lot of people are like still friends with their school friends. Here, you're lucky to have like one or two friends that you went to elementary school with. Right. Because every, uh, you know, eight years or whatever, four years, eight years, you just switch them out. Well, yeah, for me, all of my friends in Australia, I've been friends with since I was two. Wow. Yeah. Last question. Do you believe in labels? What do you mean? Like labels. Re- when record it comes labels to, or? No, record labels, yes. Obviously, we need those. Yeah. But labels just in general and in life, you know, when it comes to he, she, and pronouns. I mean, you know, that's sort of living. It's kind of, when we look at the change in culture and the shift in society, mm-hmm. I mean, we're getting to a point where, you know, gender is a thing, but it really doesn't need to be a thing, right? And gender technically is a label, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, yeah, I, I think... Um, it, it comes to, like it's not something that's like you don't have to but I think they're really helpful sometimes like for me I know for myself I needed to sort of like figure out what I was you know what yeah. I mean otherwise I would just like have had a nervous breakdown I think and so when I first started kind of like toying with with a label for myself um, once I like figured out what I was by labeling it, it kind of like made things make a lot more sense. The struggle is that a lot of people don't fit in. You know, that's also like kind of a an unrealistic expectation for absolutely everyone Everybody. that they can fit themselves into one of those labels. And so, um, but those labels help you find a community, and a community yeah, helps you find guidance. And exactly, like I think that I think when used like carefully, I think that they can be really helpful things. Yeah, labels are great. They just shouldn't affect how you treat or react to somebody else's label. Right. And and also I think it's like you can kind of label yourself, but let everyone else just, you know, do their own thing mm-hmm. and, and let them label themselves, you know. My my my. That is a single. My my my. Yes. My my my. How are we saying it? Is it my my my? I just I just say my my my. <laughs> my my my. Yeah. My my my. <laughs> I've started like um I just write it as like triple M whenever I'm like texting about it or anything because it's kind of like annoying to mm. write the word three times out. Oh, are the dance moves going to stay the same? Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah is, is, that, is that that little uh, Twitter thing you got? Is that you? Yeah, it's a, it's a little me. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was so fun. Like the music video was, filming the music video was one of like the best days of my life. I think so much of that for me was just like about um, like dancing like I would have when I locked my door when I was like 13 and put on Madonna really loud or something and danced like no one was watching because no one was and I think like my parents walked in on me one time and I was like probably strutting around like a Victoria's (laughs) Secret model or something and like I was so mortified and then to be able to like do that now and with confidence and like just be like I don't really care what anyone else thinks I'm just gonna like have a good time and like I, I think I realized this time around like I have the opportunity to literally like live my dream so I'm not gonna I'm not going to like be shy and and let that kind of get in the way. I just got to go for it. You know, it would be such a missed opportunity if I didn't. 
I was like working with a video director that I've wanted to work with for so long that I'm such a huge fan of Grant Singer and we had this big set and everything and I was just like I can't like not go for it I have to just do it so nice Troy Savon we learned a lot today thanks so much for having me guys you found confidence good egg man thanks for spending time with us thank you guys thank you a lot of love Troy Savon everybody this podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network